1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Hey,
0: everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from withering willows to whimpering whelps. And today we're talking about white dragons. Prepare
2: yourselves.
3: (laughs) Fireball.
2: The Dungeon Cast. Getting ever closer to the end of the year of dragons. That's right, Will. It's still (laughs) the
0: year of the dragon. We are coming up on the end of it. And I am totally warmed up because we just played some fucking F-bats.
2: So let's cool you down with uh, lore about... The white dragon, also known as ice, ice dragon.
0: Hit me with that icy breath. All
2: right, so dun- in Dungeons and Dragons, white dragons, also known as ice dragons or glacial worms, are considered to be the smallest and weakest of all the major five chromatic dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a reputation for being the least intelligent and the most animalistic of the major five chromatics as well. It's a bad reputation to have. It's a bad rep, yeah. And uh, some even go as far to say that white dragons are nothing more than vicious reptiles driven by hunger and greed. Just some big animal. <laughs> right. Uh, but make no mistake, although much of white dragons' reputations are earned, this is still a dragon we're talking about. They're and... neither weak nor are they stupid.
0: Right. I was going to say, like <laughs> the intelligence is still above like average par of most creatures, Right.
2: Definitely of most creatures, I would say a white dragon, um, like an adult white dragon, is probably about as intelligent as your average person. And oh, okay. Yeah, and then an ancient slightly above.
0: Okay, so... Uh, so It's like, just
2: when you're comparing it to the other dragons that are hyper-intelligent, it's like, oh, you're the dumb one.
0: Uh, yeah, th- <laughs> so this white dragon is like working a desk job, and like the ancient white dragon is the manager. <laughs> right,
2: sure, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just like average as fuck. Indeed. All right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on. Okay. So, though uh, they are smaller than other chromatic dragons, white dragons are only slightly smaller than uh, black dragons, which is the next biggest on the like the power size rankings.
0: Right. Because the bigger the dragon, the more powerful, gen- yeah. generally Basically, speaking.
2: Basically. Yeah, it's like the, the older a being is, the bigger and more powerful it tends to be. Right. <laughs> it's and just the, a general rule. And the
0: darker the color of the dragon. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> No, that, not necessarily. Because the next one's red. black.
2: Yeah, the next one's black, and <laughs> then the final one is red. So. Yeah. Um, but white dragons are a bit stockier in build than their more gaunt black dragon cousins. Um, okay. Besides their scales, which range in color from an almost translucent white to a more ice blue white coloring, Ooh. white dragons have few have a few unique physical characteristics from other dragons. Okay, so the first being their sleek profile of their head and crest. Uh, Their head and necks seem to blend seamlessly with one another. That paired with their beak-like nose, pointed chin, and prominent single head crest that curves back to a point, white dragons have a very aerodynamic-looking profile.
0: Cool. Okay. That's, Uh, like, different from some of the flatter face, like,
2: more... I mm-hmm. picture like shovel-faced dragons. Yeah, there's a lot of like shovel-faced dragons, like <laughs> with more like broad uh, brows and whatnot. My face is a shield. Yeah, or more like flayed-out crests. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like these guys that are like real, like pointed and 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 slim.
0: Okay. I wonder, are they dealing with more, um, like,
2: stormy environments than some uh, of the they, other dragons? They are. Now, again, this is, like, their head and neck. Their bodies are actually stocky and really well-muscled. Cool. For, um, like, fortified against the cold. Yeah, exactly. And also for other things, which we'll get into. Um, so their wings have a bit of a frayed look on their edges, and they have a spine skim flap on their neck below their chin called a dewlap, which <laughs> okay. is, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like a turkey, like, I- iguanas kind of have it too, or it's like that that flap of skin that's kind of spined, kind of hangs below the chin, like a turkey. Uh, a, a turkey's way more extreme. This yeah, is yeah, like it's like saggy very very and stuff. slight. Yeah, okay, okay, I see. More like a lizard. Okay, um, they're, uh, they're, like I was saying, their limbs are well muscled and very suited for climbing, mm. and they're exceptionally good climbers. Why um, would they
0: need to climb?
2: Because they live in uh, arctic areas with like glaciers and whatnot. And if they want to, like, climb up a cliff and get into, like, a hole or something like that, if they're chasing something, like, on ground that, like, flying would just not be logistically a great way to hunt them down. So they're they're in more scenarios where they're flying
0: isn't as good as being on the ground
2: so essentially white dragons are the ultimate survivors which i'm going to get into a little bit later they are excellent swimmers excellent climbers excellent flyers oh cool okay they are the best hunters among dragon kind they're the
0: bear grills of dragons
2: indeed but we'll get into that in a little bit okay um they also have uh what are called nictating membranes on their eyes which protect their eyes from the blinding light uh flashing off the snow oh wow that's really well thought out yeah like i said they're great survivors um, it is said that white dragons exude a dry scent, which is almost like the absence of a scent. And I'm not sure what that means, but that's what <laughs> that's the like book a, said.
0: It's like the scent of charcoal, uh, like charcoal is like an uh, air purifier in some ways. Sure. It's yeah. Like yeah. Like it's I can abs- see that.
2: The absence of smell. I would imagine the smell of charcoal is dry. <laughs> you, you know how when you go into
0: like there's a scary movie and you go into the forest and mm-hmm. like everybody's like, do you hear that? And everyone's like, No. And the main guy's like, exactly. It's too quiet.
2: (laughs) Run! White dragons are like that, but just with their scent. This one's like,
0: you go to the Arctic, and you're like, do you guys smell that? And they're like, oh, come on, Timmy. (laughs) just Quit fucking cutting ass. It's like, no, don't smell anything. They're like, white dragon! Oh, no.
2: Okay. So, part of the reputation white dragons have for being less intelligent than their counterparts is because, well, they are. (laughs) But the other half is... Of this reputation is that while other chromatic dragons are known for reveling in intricate schemes and politics and ambitions and all these other things, white dragons prefer to live their lives as hunters and treasure collectors. Cool. Uh, They view all aspects of their lives through this almost pragmatic filter of a hunter mentality. Okay. Um. If these guys didn't live in the Arctic, I imagine they would get along very famously with lizard folk because they have a very lizard folk way of thinking. Sure. The survival tactic is like just embedded into them. Exactly. They're just like lizard folk, but with a really mean streak because they are evil. While lizard folk are just like neutral, emotionless.
0: Right. And they're probably around the same
2: intelligence scheme.
0: Like uh, yeah, like lizard folk are
2: pretty average, right? A little lower, a little lower than average, I think is is what's generally and accepted. these are like slightly above average. Yeah. Well, these creatures. they're average all the way until they get, hit until that real older. old state, and then they're, they're like, right. oh wait, I think I got things figured out a little uh, bit. I can read. <laughs> I can read.
0: When did this happen?
2: That's hilarious. So because of this mentality, white dragons make for the best hunters and survivalists of all chromatic dragons. They know all the best ambush locations for miles around. They memorize the moving patterns of prey in their territories. And they often keep caches or larders of frozen prey hidden beneath snowbanks or within ice caves throughout the regions. My horde is a bunch of frozen limbs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they leave it like sprawled out in different like survival pockets. Oh, gross. Yeah. So if okay. you like, I imagine if you're an adventurer and you see like an arm sticking out of a snowbank <laughs> and then you dig and you're like, oh shit, there's a bunch of bodies here. You, there's probably a white I dragon I just found nearby.
0: six frozen caribou under this mound of snow. Should, <laughs> oh, we, shit. should we get the hell out of here? We need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly.
2: That's, that's too funny. So not only are white dragons proficient at hunting, but they do so quickly, efficiently and brutally. They choose their prey based off of convenience and effort. So whether it's sentient or not doesn't really matter to them. Uh, which is quite different from other like chromatics, which are very specific about eating sentient people, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, they but like to
0: some dragons play
2: with their food, right? Exactly. White dragons do not play with their food. So, like a farmer's cattle uh, have more meat on their bones and have less defenses at their disposal than the farmers themselves. So, it's an easy choice for the white dragon. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna grab a cow because it's delicious and big. Okay, and gross, scrawny and small, and I don't care about you. Got it. Uh, furthermore white dragons do not play with their food which is what you just said okay. chromatics play with their food white dragons do not uh they lack the vein of cruelty of black and green dragons that cause them to wish to cause pain and fear in their prey because they just don't got time for that
0: yeah exactly they're more concerned about living so yeah they, don't they just i'm just hungry around.
2: bro okay sorry not sorry sorry I'm,
0: sorry but uh i'm not sorry <laughs> exactly But i'm sorry about that
2: um but i'm not They also, they lack the need to manipulate, lord over, or interrogate their prey too. It's like, food is food. They slay first, they eat second, and they never consider asking questions ever. Ooh. It's just, it's just the white dragon way. Okay. (laughs) So, um, any questions before I keep going?
0: Uh, I just fire my guns and I don't ask any questions. No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're
2: pretty straightforward. Um, when killing their prey, white dragons prefer to strike from ambush, uh, incapacitate, and then devour. Uh, All-in-one swift movement, if possible, pragmatism at its finest. Like, keep it simple. Keep it... Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so uh, so I guess party interactions with the white dragon are not... Like it's harder to negotiate with Extremely the white dragon. Extremely
2: hard, because like there's nothing to negotiate. It's like you food, I eat you. I eat you. <laughs> yeah. You look good. Freeze yeah. death.
0: Then me eat. Yeah. The only okay.
2: negotiating you can do is with your sword. In which case, the white dragon is like, all right, this is more difficult than I wanted. I'm gonna you go eat those caribou so that I have s- in my larder.
0: In some scenarios, <laughs> it might
2: be more dangerous to happen upon a white
0: dragon initially. I'm yeah, saying, in the long term, if,
2: if they got their eyes on you, they're gonna strike in the dead of night. And they're going to aim to kill, and they're going to aim to kill quick. Right. Like, yeah. this white
0: dragon's going to kill me now, but yeah, this green dragon's going to string me along. Exactly. And that might be its fall point,
2: where I can <laughs> yeah, have an opportunity yeah. to turn the situation Probably around. Comes but with the white the dragon, I'm in a fight. Yeah, you're in a fight, and it's not going to not be a fight, unless you can somehow convince the white dragon that you can provide even more food, somehow. So is there a combative, competitive, territorial thing with these dragons, too? Like, Oh, yeah. They're, they're, white dragons don't like anyone. But they're,
0: they're not trying to like
2: usurp another dragon for power. Not really, re- unless or that dragon has like better territory, and they're like, "Well, I want this territory." Easier to survive. But here again, then. they're white dragons. They are at the lowest ranking, so it's not like they can they they could compete with each other. But if yeah. they come across like a silver, that silver needs to be younger than them. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. Okay, because that silver is going to kick their ass. So it, it needs to be an ancient versus a youngling. Much. That's a, that's an extreme right. one, but yeah, like I, like maybe an, an an ancient white can take out an adult, pretty much anything else. And oh, an okay. Adult White Dragon can take out anything younger than that, you know? Yeah, what I mean?
0: so going into the getting the ancient tag is like yeah. re, a real power. up I got my ancient badge. Uh dude, I got so old. I'm so much stronger.
2: It's fucking great. So much older. I, I wish that was how life was. I wish I could be like eighty and just fucking jacked. And also like smarter than I've ever been.
0: Yo, Will's turning <laughs> eighty this year. You know what that means. Don't fuck with him. Don't fuck with him. He's eighty. He's gonna be smarter oh. and wiser and stronger <laughs> and, and do got- better magic.
2: And his house is going to turn you into lava. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Gosh, where was I in my notes? Uh, oh, Shit, yeah, I don't so know. So, white dragons also seem to be physically predisposed to being great hunters, along with their mental predisposition. So, they're swift uh, and flexible flyers, able to weather winds and outpace their prey. They're well-muscled and powerful climbers climbers able to track and pursue prey on foot they are excellent swimmers able to dive into arctic seas and hunt manatees seals sharks and other aquatic life that's fucking cool yeah the the nictating membranes of their eyes hone their eyesight against the blare of sunlight off the snow and help them hunt and more so than any other dragon white dragon scales allow for superior camouflage and the habitat of their choice they really do blend in with the ice and the snow Um, not even green dragons can pull off the level of camouflage that a white dragon can in their I know I was going to
0: say like a green dragon yeah you can like submerge in a swamp but like how deep is a swamp really when you compare it to the ocean?
2: Yeah and also like when you're a like let's say you're a black dragon in a swamp right you submerge camouflage yourself you're completely invisible that's great but you're also stuck there like any (laughs) movement you make is going to reveal you. The white dragon can like lay low on the snow and like slowly move and you will never see it coming if you're not like super sharp about it.
0: Can the white dragon like hold its breath for a long time
2: uh, I, uh let me see I got the stat block here I don't know if it got aquatic but I know in past um editions that they could let me see here they don't but they should if you ask me cuz that would be fun uh, to just hold your breath for like a
0: few hours and just like ride the EAC dude or whatever you know right, like find right, a current right. like completely that's change hilarious. locations with that's ocean too currents funny.
2: yeah yeah i can see that's just like the turtle from finding nemo yes that was the reference that mode. was the reference yes. excellent work <laughs> thank you where was i in my notes again oh I yeah i think
0: it sounded almost like we were gonna
2: shore rest shore rest all right let's do it okay <laughs> I wasn't gonna, but since you said it. Oh shit, I brought it
0: upon us. I need hit points. (laughs) Selling a little? Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling Shopify has got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast.
1: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. shopify.com slash realm hey everybody welcome to part of the episode we're not talking about that
0: last thing oh man we're not going to be talking about those last things for a while now Uh, we're getting towards the end of it Uh, I'm not talking about that Uh, let's talk about some Patreon folks that we love okay (laughs) okay So, first up, uh, these are people that have come onto Patreon and have pledged their loyalty to us. <laughs> uh, no, thank you guys very much. We really, really appreciate it. There are uh, like lots of little fees and things that come along with podcasting and uh, making YouTube videos, and you guys ease our pain. Uh, thank you so much for donating to the show, uh, David. Get, hang on a second. I need to zoom. You do need to zoom. Hang on, David. David Gamaliel Loomis. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Uh, Justin Loosemore. Thanks, Justin. Speedo Bandito. Thank you, Speedo Bandito. Rat, comma, Squire of Scrap. Thanks, Rat. Comma, Squire of Scrap. Uh, <laughs> okay, now I need to scroll. There we go. That's All right, uh, next up we got Teddy Tiggles. Thanks, Teddy. Thank you, Teddy. Uh, Fire Starter Henry. Thanks, Firestarter Henry. Patrick Norman. Thank you, Patrick. Slash 382. Thank you, Slash 382. And Kelsey Malone. Thank you, Kelsey. Thanks, guys. Uh, We really appreciate you guys coming on board and helping out the show. Uh, Really, really appreciate it. Um, What are we talking about besides the people we love, Will? Well, I do believe when... We skip the love. (laughs) We skip the We skip the emotions. (laughs) Oh, no. What have we done? (laughs) My love for you,
2: it exists. I
0: promise. Uh, Will's does, too. Tell him. Will.
2: I also love you guys as well. If you can hear the sound of our
0: voice, we love you for listening. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for talking about the show. It really helps when you tell somebody about the show.
2: Thank you so much. It does. Go ahead, Will. And I believe when this episode airs, there will be one day left to enter our contest to win the brand new Eberron campaign setting book. I believe it's Eberron Rising from the Last War uh, coming out on November 19th. And we will be announcing the winner for the contest on s- same day. If you're interested in winning this book, all you have to do is go on social media, share an episode of our live play D&D uh, campaign, Super Quest Saga. If you share it on Twitter, just use the hashtag SuperQuest. If you share it on any other social media outside of Instagram, just uh, take a snapshot and go ahead and email it to us at at thedungeoncastatgmail.com. And if you want to enter the contest on Instagram, Brian has some rules for you. Yeah, you can do the stuff Will said on Instagram too, but it's probably
0: better to just find the post about the Eberron book. Uh, It's the cover of that book. There's a robot, a dude with a boomerang, and a dinosaur. (laughs) Can't miss it. Um, (laughs) The rules are down below, but basically tag two people recommend super quest saga to them if you want to use the hashtag super quest saga that's been pretty cool you might as well um and then that's it guys we've got uh roughly 150 entrants on instagram at the time of this recording so thank you guys all for showing up and coming out to that it helps the social media overall and the awareness of the show everything we're doing all the contests that we run they're to get the word out about what we do here and what we do here is to help you guys learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons we do our best. Uh, I've learned a lot. Thanks to Will. Um, I'm sure you guys have too. You guys talk about it. Thanks to everybody who leaves us an email, a comment, an iTunes review, uh, a Podbean review, a SoundCloud comment. We see everything. We see all that stuff and all of it matters. Um, especially apparently podbean comments right now. That's the uh, Are that's we getting a, a lot thing. of those? Is that a thing happening? We got one, but oh. I've heard a lot of other podcasters talking about that. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever app you use to listen to the dungeon cast, if you have an iPhone, you're using like iTunes or whatever or the mm-hmm. podcast app. Yeah. Um that That always helps a show. It's not just for new shows. It's for shows that exist all the time or whatever. Leave us a five-star rating. That's amazing. Um, Podbean, same thing. Leave comments on stuff. Rate the show. Podcast Addict, all that stuff. Apparently, it all really matters. There's a lot of podcasters out there talking about it right now, how much it matters when you do that stuff for shows you care about. Um, and we really appreciate all of you for showing that you care about the show, uh, YouTube comments, all that stuff. It really does matter. So thanks for hitting the like button. Thanks for hitting the subscribe button. Thanks for commenting on all our stuff. We love seeing it, honestly. And thanks to everybody who, uh, has been having great conversations in our discord. Uh, it's a really great community. There's a link for it down below. You can take a look at it. And obviously you can find us at the dungeon cast on Twitter, uh, the dungeon cast on Instagram and the dungeon cast at gmail.com. If you want ad inquiry anything like that you can come hit us up and a big shout out to hero forge for sponsoring us with a fucking plethora of ads you guys are awesome thank you Hero forge um so anyway i think that we'll call it there shall yeah. we will shall Let's we go it. back to our beloved show? Back to, show back to the
2: show and we've returned returned indeed we have Let's talk yeah. about white dragons. Okay, <laughs> so despite their slightly more dimwitted nature in comparison to other dragons, white dragons have impeccably keen memories. Um, it's just kind of a thing they have. Like they never forget shit. Um, have you seen those people that have like the the infinite memory or
0: whatever? I don't know what it's called. I've heard about things like that. But yeah, the, they 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 talk. They interview them, and they're like, I don't necessarily feel smarter than. Mm-hmm. They're not like necessarily have a higher IQ than anybody, but they're like, I remember that time my dad told me I sucked. Oh man, that's that's scathing. That's yeah. a that's a
2: rough thing it's, to remember. It's some crazy stuff. Um I would say having a memory like that uh, would be incredibly detrimental to like day to day life in if like you have a really tough life, like a really hard like childhood. Like yeah. a lot of people deal with that stuff by forgetting. Forgetting is one of the ways that we kind of like cope cope yeah Yeah. it's like they ain't no coping yeah Um,
0: those coping mechanisms if they actually are if forgetting is really a coping mechanism is
2: off limits right like right yikes yeah it reminds me uh well name of the wind but Moving on. We love Name of the Wind here. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Please, Raphis, do the book. (laughs) Exactly. We love you, man. Do the book. Back to White Dragons. Uh, Again, they have impeccably keen memories. This, again, helps them keep track of the countless ambush locations and animal patterns in their territory. Uh, But it also means that White Dragons tend to remember every slight insult and defeat they ever suffer. (laughs) Bummer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They hold grudges and oaths of vengeance indefinitely. Right, great, yeah. cool. Another key character trait many white dragons share is an intense isolationist attitude. They prefer to live in extremely remote, remote location. Loca- uh, extremely remote, remote location. You can do it, well. I can do it. Let's, let's talk it get through to together. It. We're going to start at the top. Let's start with the first syllable. They prefer to R- live yeah. in extremely remote locations. You did it! (laughs) Which is easy since they live in the coldest places in the world. Uh, They avoid contact with all other dragon kind, even other white dragons, only seeking out others of their kind for the purposes of breeding. They're not particularly social creatures, not having any need or uh, want for conversations with Mm. others. Uh, Most white dragons do not learn to speak until adulthood, because they just don't need to. Yeah, I guess so. Again, this leads to people thinking they're dumb. They just don't talk. Yeah. Um, ex- not exercising a skill does not mean you're stupid, sure. but, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> That's so, all I had. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those who do suffer others to live in their presence usually only allow humanoid or kobold servants within their layers. Uh, and these servants must be able to sustain regular losses as the white dragon kills and devours them on a whim for a convenient meal. Oh. Ooh. As with any other dragon, white dragons also hoard their wealth. They prefer treasure that sparkles like ice. Diamonds, silver, platinum, and sapphires are among their most, like, choice... (laughs) choices. They're just like more snow, more snow, more I just twinkles. <laughs> I fucking love sparkles. So
0: like where are they keeping that shit? Just under um, the in ice some ice caves? Just somewhere random. We'll get
2: into their layers. In okay, a bit. yeah. Um I want to get They through. just live out there on the snow plain.
0: <laughs> they're just like they they have really dope memories so they're just like building snow piles. Yeah. Just like randomly burying stuff in this like infinite wasteland.
2: Yeah, sure. So white dragons also tend to collect rare ivory of like walrus tusk or mammoth tusk. You know, from their prey. Mm. Uh, Lastly, white dragons tend to display trophies of their greatest kills and battles uh, within their lair. So, like skulls of ice giants, figureheads of mighty ships they took down, uh, treasure chests from pillaged humanoid communities. Excuse me. Uh, White dragon will encase their entire horde in a protective sheet of ice created from their breath. So it's like frozen and secure. Nice. I thought that was pretty cool. They're just like mouth plastering this like (laughs) enclosure, and it's just on display like in a museum. That's super dope. That is really cool. So as can be inferred from much of what I've already said about white dragons, they absolutely love the cold. Mm -hmm. They carve out their territories in high mountainous peaks with snow year round or upon tundra plains or within taiga forests. Um, Some even choose to live upon Arctic seas among icebergs and glaciers. Uh, below freezing temperatures is almost all always a necessity for them, as they tend to grow lethargic and irritable in higher temperatures.
0: Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah,
2: they just they do not thrive if it gets above freezing.
0: Is a taiga forest like really scarce wood, like deadwood kind of looking? Not
2: dead wood. Um, so it's it oh. is a lot thinner than like your traditional forest, a mm-hmm. more temperate forest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like made of evergreen stuff, and like the the shrubbery is more like hardy and gristly sure you know it's harder to survive right uh you see it in like northern siberia and stuff like that northern russia okay uh far north in canada you get there's like a whole taiga wood uh strip like that kind of goes across the whole globe okay yeah so anyways where was i Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they get lethargic and irritable in higher temperatures. Their chosen territories keep them out of range of most of their would-be rivals, but white dragons do at times find silver dragons or red dragons in the mountainous regions mm-hmm. uh, within their vicinity.
0: Okay. So Probably
2: silvers more than reds, because silvers do like it cold.
0: So, are the mountainy regions more like the borders of their territory? Is it or Because um, like, I'm picturing, when I picture a tundra, it's like this f- mostly okay. flat, you know how yeah. like polar bears are out walking yeah, yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for so long. like Sorry, tundra
2: is one of their territory types, but they also go to really fucking cold mountains too. Okay. So it could be a it could be like a really cold mountain, and down below like it's temperate everything. But the white dragon lives way up atop. top. He's you, not coming down.
0: You know what? I randomly turned on um, some acquisitions inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, some packs, yeah. and uh, Chris Perkins done does a great job as dungeon master for those games. Yeah. Um, but spoilers for I don't even know when in the campaign I was turning on some ran I was just like uh, everything I'm going to turn yeah. on from these guys is going to be great so I'll just hit some random shit right and it was a they were scale their party was scaling this this mountain mm-hmm. and there were frost giants kind of oh, like shit. around the base of it mm-hmm. and throwing big big ass rocks and stuff down on them right and then they get to the top and it there's like a white dragon up in this mountain castle. Like right. uh, that is abandoned, and they, it. I think it had like glossed the entire castle in the in the breath, kind of like how you're talking about. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure do. that was a detail. Yeah. And uh, I forgot all about it until right now. <laughs> that that's sounds fucking, really cool. I yeah, like that. That's, I'm remembering <laughs> the descriptors of the episode. It was fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, I I like why dragons a lot. I know that they're considered like the weakest or whatnot, but they're fucking cool. A dragon is a dragon pretty True. much. All um, the dragons are pretty fucking cool in this game. Yeah. As they should be.
0: I know we get into a lot of like how we don't like how similar they are, but in that's a lot a, of ways. That's a stat block thing for yeah, me. Yeah. It, it's the min- minutia, like the yeah. little nuance of the dragon can be
2: more varied. But. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. dragon's still a dragon. So in both the cases of like a white dragon coming across the silver or red, um, it's greatly outmatched and it will likely abandon its territory. Right. Uh, if the silver or red decide to like set up shop, there's just nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, like maybe if it was like a black dragon, they're closer in power like maybe there could be a standoff but with a red or silver. It's just it's a big outmatch
0: Yeah, it seems like you you're not gonna really cross paths as, with a white and a black though
2: No, you wouldn't I'm just saying like if the power levels were that much to, closer yeah. there might be a little bit more of a fight But right there's the, no contest with the red and exactly the white. exactly mm. so or even with a silver and a right white Well silvers are fucking super duper strong. Yeah, so. they are they're only second to only golds when it comes to metallics um so another great enemy of white dragons are ice giants. Ice giants often send warriors to slay the local white dragon in their just to like prove their bravery or in their prowess. So the Ice Giant sends the warrior. Yeah, they're like, okay. hey, that white dragon's over there. We should go kill it. You know, send, you know, Krom and and Ragnar to go do it. <laughs> and, like, Champion. Krom and Ragnar never come back. Yeah. Like, oh, got- well, they sucked. So the next guys will do it because <laughs> Ice Giants are kind of dumb. And you're just feeding the dragon. Yeah. So a white dragon's lair uh, entrance are often strewn with the bones of said giants who have fallen before the dragon. I see. Okay. So.
0: Maybe yeah. that's why those frost giants where they attacking that, that castle, the party like happened. To yeah,
2: ice it. giants and white dragons are pretty classic enemies. Plus giants and dragons are pretty classic enemies, too. Like they had that whole like fucking war of empires or whatever, like way back in the day. We did touch on that, right? Mm-hmm, in the giants episode, yeah. But have we talked a lot about giants and dragons? Is there a lot to talk about? Um, There's probably a fair amount to talk about, but we haven't really. Like we, we talked about it in the giants episode because I think it's more of a giants really don't like dragons and dragons, dragons really don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't give a shit. 'Cause they could probably take down a few a few giants, right? Yeah, yeah. Although giants are very powerful. Yes. But um but yeah, like dragons are, are a bit more outmatching. Plus my understanding is dragons won that war, so um that's probably why giants are more like butthurt about the whole situation.
0: Well it's not called giants and, and dungeons or whatever. Dungeons, yeah, it's, it's not called Dungeons
2: and Giants. <laughs> um so yeah. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, so the bones of the giants in front of the lair. Speaking of layers, white dragons often make theirs in ice caverns, cold mountain caves, beneath frozen lakes, or uh, some carve out caverns within a giant iceberg, and that is a really fucking cool idea. You that just is this really floating cool. lair because icebergs are fucking huge, and like that would be that would be really dope. I just like that idea a lot. Fuck yeah, um, um, yeah. I like the uh, what's that uh, that
0: villain? It's not a villain. It's like a creature and star and. Empire Strikes Back or whatever in the beginning, um, you know, like Luke gets caught by it. Yeah, I don't. What's remember What's that what fucking it's called? thing
2: called? I can't remember. Where's Josh Freeland when you need him? <laughs> but yeah, it drags him to the cave. Yeah, it drags him to the cave.
0: Yeah. Uh, that would be a cool. Like, I like that the way the, that cave looks. It's mm-hmm. got like a lot of different um, kind of geography to it. It's kind of yeah. It's kinda ice messy. caves are fun. Ice yeah. caves
2: are always fun. They're fun to do in video games and
0: they're fun to do in D and D. And then you get back to the horde area and it's like this clean museum, like igloo style <laughs> dome. Right. The sun is glistening through the top translucent, <laughs> t- translucent Making portion. Making everything sparkle.
2: Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So whenever an ancient white dragon dies, its body elementally diffuses. This results in an area of intense biting cold. Frost covers the ground here and never melts, and all liquids exposed to the elements in this area freeze within mere moments. Oh, my God. It just turns into liquid nitrogen. Uh, Basically, yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So white dragons are fully aware of their status as the smallest and weakest of all chromatic dragons and have a bit of an inferiority complex about it. So whenever a (laughs) white dragon finds themselves in proximity of a younger version of one of the other, like, more powerful chromatics, Uh um, they can't help but, like, bully the young dragon. It's just like... This is their one shot. Right. So they're, they're going to take that shot it. in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So any questions about White Dragons before we talk about their uh, regional effects and all the this stuff, Jess? Uh as an adult, like when you come
0: to learn to talk, is that something you can like narratively impose like per game pretty much or is yeah, there a sure. set like of course. Well, is there a set like uh like lore on that like
2: uh like dragon learned to speak when No, X I don't happened. think there's any. Yeah, there's no lore on it. I would just imagine that like if you're on, like, super isolationalist, like, they probably learned to understand speech when they were children because I imagine their parents did talk, talk to, to them, them a little bit. Yeah. And then um, just from there, you just know, they're going to invade communities. They're going to hear people talk. And, like, you know, I, I imagine they would pick up, like, basic language like that maybe. Yeah. Like the necessity, like, mm-hmm. uh, like bathroom. <laughs> right. Where right. Bathroom. Yeah, sure. Exactly that. That's the first sentence every white dragon ever says. Uh, before we get into the the yeah,
0: because <laughs> it's so necessary it's to so learn how to ask necessary. where the bathroom is. Yes, absolutely. Um, f- need food. <laughs> where restaurant? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, one more thing I want to say before yep. we get going into the stat block is mm-hmm. like, wouldn't it be cool to have a uh, mercenary business in this like a tundra area area like a. Like a team of barbarians is out killing dragons, so they can like, uh, like use their their liquid nitrogen bodies to make ice cream.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. My phone just freaked out on me. Sorry, I missed your joke. Can you freak, say it the freak again? Freak out.
0: Uh, you've been to the creamistry, like the ice cream place. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they liquid, liquid nitrogen, your ice cream oh, there yeah, on the spot. yeah, Those are cool. Those That'd are That'd be cool. fun to have a team of barbarians that, like, kill dragons to harvest <laughs> their liquid nitrogen blood. <laughs> they just
2: out there, watch, watch what it does. And they just freeze the cream. That's great. I really want
0: some ice cream. Can we um, go kill dragon now? <laughs>
2: that's too funny. Okay. All right, let's get into the regional effects and yes. the layer actions. Uh, so, regional effects. Snow. A region containing a legendary white dragon's lair is warped by the dragon's magic. Uh, First effect, chill fog lightly obscures the land within six miles of the dragon's lair. Yeah, the the fog will fist bump you. It's wearing sunglasses. Super chill. (laughs) Super chill. Uh, Second effect, freezing precipitation falls within. So snow. I did it. So snow. I did it, guys. <laughs> Freezing precipitation <laughs> falls within six miles of the dragon's lair. <laughs> I mean, uh, that could be hail, right? That yeah, could be hail. Sometimes forming blizzard conditions when the dragon is at rest. So as the dragon sleeps. The dragon's sleeping. The <laughs> oh, dang. Um, final effect. Ice walls block off areas in the dragon's lair. Each wall is six inches thick and ten... And a 10-foot section has an AC of 5, 15 hit points, vulnerability to fire damage, and immunity to acid, cold, necrotic poison, and psychic damage. Some thick ice, huh? hmm Thick walls of ice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's thick with two Cs. Uh-huh. It's if back. the dragon wishes to move through a wall, it can do so without slowing down the portion of the wall the dragon moves through is destroyed, however. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's their regional effects. Cool. Although that last one is more like a layer effect, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Back. uh, Let's move over to layer actions. Um, So you get three layer actions. They all occur on uh, initiative 20. Uh, We got three actions here. So the first action is freezing fog fills a 20 foot radius sphere centered on a point the dragon can see within 120 feet of it. The fog spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured. The black dragon did that, didn't it? Just yeah, like something similar. Some yeah, yeah. Each creature in the fog when it appears must make a DC ten Constitution saving throw or take three d six cold damage on a failed save. Oh, so it's a damaging fog. Did you say DC ten? uh three d c six three d six. Oh, I thought you said DC ten. I like... I, I think. Oh, the DC is 10. It's oh, a DC yeah. 10 constitution though, or take 3d6 hole damage. Okay. On a failsafe. So you gotta have beef that roll, because yeah. if you're in there fighting a dragon, you're you're gonna be rolling with Yeah, sun-poses. but it's still half as much on a successful one. A creature that right. ends its turn in the fog automatically takes 3d6 hole damage. Oh, shit. Mm. Uh, a wind of at least 20 miles per hour disperses the fog. The fog otherwise lasts until the dragon uses this layer action again, or until the dragon dies. You can pop, make force the wizard to pop the wind wall, or whatever. Yeah, so like it can, uh, the white dragon can pop this and then never have to use this again, so long as no one disperses his fog, and then you, it could just focus on the other two actions. You got all the players like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you <yeah. laughs> your god. All right, second action: jagged ice shards fall from the ceiling, striking up to three creatures underneath that the dragon can see within 120 feet. So. Down comes the stalagmites. Oh, that's really cool. That happens in the Snowhead Temple in Majora's Mask. Yeah. The (laughs) the dragon makes one ranged attack roll. Oh, this is fun. It's not a DC. It's actually an attack roll. I like that. Uh, Plus seven to hit against each target. On a hit, it's 3d6 piercing damage. Uh, Final action. The dragon creates an opaque wall of ice on a solid surface that you can see within 120 feet of it. The wall can be up to 30 feet long, 30 feet high, and one foot thick. When the wall appears, each creature within its area is pushed five feet out of the wall space, appearing on... Whichever side of the wall it wants, each 10 foot section of wall has AC 5, 30 hit points, vulnerability, fire damage, immunity, ice, cold, necrotic, poison, and psychic damage. The wall disappears when the dragon uses this layer action again or when the dragon dies. That seems cool. You can like push people around and like manipulate the movement into the fogs and those stuff are, like yeah, that. Yeah, those are some really solid layer actions. You can get creative. They're, they're fun. You got a zoning thing. You got one that, uh like, again, tactically can fuck up the battlefield, and then you got one that's just straight damage. I like that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's fun.
0: You got some thick walls in there.
2: (laughs) Indeed. Um, So, real quick look at the Ancient White Dragon stat block. Again, we've looked at enough of these, so we know they're generally all the same. Right. Uh, Angel White Dragon is a challenge rating of 20, which is the lowest, I think, of all the dragons we've talked about. I think the brass might tie for 20, but okay. I can't remember. Even That's that was still like the a very high number. It, it, yeah, exceptionally <laughs> high number. AC uh, or armor class of 20, 333 hit points. Uh, it's got a regular speed of 40, a burrow speed of 40, a flying speed of 80, and a swim speed of 40. Like I said, this thing. It's conquered all types of mobility. I know. I love how it has a burrowing <laughs> speed. Yeah. And the dragon itself is thick. It's it is. A thick he, dragon. It's quite strong. It's quite um, strong. 26 strength, 26 con. Everything else is pretty low. Next highest is 14 charisma. Um, so, yeah, they're they're all muscle. No no brains. Okay. They get blindsight, dark vision, all that jazz. Uh, here's a, an interesting ability that's unique to white dragons. They get an ability called ice walk. Dragon can move across and climb icy surfaces without needing to make an ability check. Additionally, difficult terrain is composed of ice or snow does not cost extra movement for the white dragon.
0: Is that a style of play you ever embody, like making your monster or creature make ability checks to do certain things? I feel like... That's
2: something I really do normally, unless I'm really imposing something like from outside both the players and the, and the creatures control. Okay. I'm like, hey... You guys are fighting, but guess what? This thing is being introduced. It's going to make the fight difficult for both of you. And then, like, yeah, I would. And then you'll roll for the creature yeah. and, to pass or fail it. But most right. of the time, and you're just. Ice would be one of those things that I would do that for.
0: Most of the time, if like a dragon wants to do a backflip, it just,
2: you'll it just, just does, does it, right? Backflip. Yeah. Because what? It's a fucking dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, generally not, but uh, it's still useful. Um, it's got its bite, which is a uh, 2d10 plus 8 piercing. Oh, plus 2d8 cold damage. Is that more fierce than other dragons? Like Ice Fang. I don't, I don't remember, remember other dragons' bites having, like, extra damage on top of the initial piercing. Oh, you mean, like, uh, like, like elemental damage? Yeah, was stuff? I just missing that the whole time? Was it, like, the red dragon doing piercing plus a little bit of fire? I mean, I can't look it up because that's yeah. the problem with
0: the show is we record, <laughs> yeah. we record everything with our We're phones. We're locked in here. And my computer is recording audio. So, yeah. like, I can only guess that it would make sense for a fire dragon, like, a red dragon to do fire damage with its... With fiery yeah but bite.
2: I swear I wasn't reading that So now I gotta go back and look but, Yeah sorry um, everyone Claw attack is 2d6 plus 8 Tail attack is 2d8 plus 8 It's got it's fireful presence It's got it's cold breath Which is a 90 foot cone DC 22 constitution saving throw 16d8 cold damage on a failed save Hell yeah And then legendary actions are the same Detect, tail attack, wing attack You guys know You guys know
0: yeah, hit him with the, the... The dragon's got a bunch of cool extra appendages on it. You can smack the shit out of people with them. <laughs> Indeed. I like the push back with the with wingbeat wing. That's like the, the most interesting stuff. of
2: the legendary actions, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I love it. You can, like, push him into that cl- that fog... Oh, if you use that, you can blow away your own fog cloud.
2: Yeah, yeah, so
0: that would be a bad move. That would be not good. Mm-hmm. Put him in the back of the room with the beat first, mm-hmm. then fog cloud. There then never wing beat again. Unless yeah. you, like, unless... fuck this fog cloud. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> with that being said, I think we can get ready for a long rest. Ooh, Good. I need more rage. (laughs) And before we go, I would like to encourage everybody to check out our live play D&D game, Supercross Saga. It's here on YouTube. It's also on uh, any podcast app you can think of. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on... Podbean, I think it's on everything. It's on everything. Uh, and, it should uh, be
0: it's spot like get, get your shit from where <laughs> you want to get it. We got it there, probably. If it's not
2: there, let us know. We'll put it there. It's easy to upload RSS feeds. Indeed. And if you want to help support us here at the Dungeon Kiss, I also encourage you to check out our merch store. We have a merch store on teespring.com. Uh, you can buy t shirts, you can buy mugs. Uh, I believe there's a link below. I believe there's a little shop below now too that should be working. Yeah, set we'll that set that, that up. up for us. It's going to be and, cool. Uh, yeah, so get your cool uh, TDC merch. And uh, with that being said, I think we can call it. The game? Yeah. Uh let's call the game. Talk to you guys later. Bye. The dungeon cast.
3: Greetings adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice